Yo. Yo, what's happening? My bad. Sorry for the late delay. Um, I took a nap after work when I shouldn't have, knowing I got this show to do tonight with Ryan, and I overslept, and I had to go to the gym still. Fresh back from the gym. I'm funky and musty, but the show must go on. Shout out to everybody. Ralph Vest Islam. E Noble, Lord Vell. Hey, hey, hey. Hurricane Baby Jesus, that bitch wanted, wanted to play. And it has a car commercial. Why am I not surprised? Eddie Osby, hey. I just sent Ryan the link. And once Ryan jumps in, we're going to get right into it. Oh, wait. I remember my third point about the Bun, the Bun B interview. Timekeeper got more name changes. Starface. <laughs> third thing, the third point I finally remembered about the Bun B interview that didn't sit right with me. Bun B never explained after he put his clothes, he ran back upstairs, put his clothes on, right? Okay, so after the shootout in the garage, the guy ditches his weapon. He runs out into the neighborhood. So Bun B was able to run back upstairs to put on his clothes, his pants, run back downstairs into his car and chase the dude down in his car while he's on foot in the neighborhood. Okay, fine. Then he said he had to do that gunpoint, made him take off his mask because he said something, something like, if I see you, I kill you, whatever the case may be. But he never explained how he got away. This dude just broke into your home, held your wife at gunpoint, had a shootout at your home. You have him at gunpoint and he gets away. Bun B never explained how the dude got away while being held at gunpoint, while being chased down. Mind you, let's 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 do let's let's go over this one more time. After the shootout, the dude ditches his weapon. He runs off into the neighborhood. Right? Bun B had time to go back upstairs, put on some pants, come back downstairs, hop in his car, drive around, catch up with the dude, had him at gunpoint, made him take off his mask. And somehow the guy got away, right? Only to be later arrested at a hospital. Y'all tell me if that makes sense. Okay? Because if I am running on foot and you're in the car, I guarantee you're not going to catch me. Because I'm going to be all through the back alleys and, and cutting through people's yards. You're not going to catch me in the car if I'm on foot. Just not going to happen. Not going to happen. Rain, I, I see you, bruh. Ryan, what's happening? Candace, hey, Shogun. I, that, that was my third point. Yeah, the Soldier Boy story. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm not going to say what Queenie went through wasn't real. Because that woman looked, that woman looked uh, like she went through some things. You know. Not even with bad feet. Uh, yeah, that his story. I'm sorry, y'all. I just don't. I just ain't believing what the fuck Bun is telling it. I don't. 
I don't. Let me send Ryan a link again. Hold on. Link came in a message that was blank. Okay. Let me reach Mr. Ryan one more time. Get the link. Yeah, so uh, I'm not buying his story. Sorry, not saying what Queenie went didn't went through wasn't real, but everything after that, I, I you think Bun is telling the truth? Okay, Ryan, I got time, cause I got time. the The topic tonight is uh moon cycles, and I forgot what else. Ryan's got to remind me. I fucking edit and yeah. Oh, there's there's my man. Well, I guess we're not gonna break that that bun B bullshit today. <laughs> Ryan, what is first on link, your mind tonight, sir? First link was blank. Um, hey, no, no worries. Which leads me into my first point. Have you had that happen a lot? Yes. Okay. Well, then that takes away from some of my suspicions. Um, has anybody been tired lately? Well, I'm always tired, but I, I don't think that. Um, any more than than normal? Uh, uh, I would say it's not normal, but I'm I'm always drained energy wise. Have you forgotten um, anything anywhere lately? Yes. Have any um, car incidents? N- knock on wood, no. I had one a car incident about um, two months ago, but no, not recently. Anybody? No. Anybody in the chat? Um, just before we go in, this has to do with everything I'm going to say, but, you know, I just, there's some general problems and then I'll foray into why I'm asking about this stuff. Um, it's funny you said you forgot some things like your keys, I'm presuming or something mm-hmm. like that, your phone. Okay. So uh, any electronical problems uh, at work or anything else? At work. Yeah. 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 Mind? We, we had a few power outages at work. Okay. So, um. And notice, did it did it rain today where you were at? It rained all last week, and it's going to rain some more Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Okay. Now, um, I do understand we are in, like, a rain season, so I'm not going to, you know, get into that one too much. But as for their forgetting everything and stuff like that, um, feeling more tired. And um, I also notice I eat more during this. Mm-hmm. But um, on the 5th is a new moon, Sly. That's right. Uh, okay, so... Right now, we were in, in what I consider and what I tell all the people who I know in my personal life that um, it's it's the low moon, like a low moon. Now, when I say low, I don't mean like, you know, it's hiding, like ducking. You know what I mean? I'm talking about the energies of the moon because of the position, you know, in, in you know, just bear with me here. But in the position that we're in, you know, obviously there's a crescent right now. It appears way left. Okay, so we know about the moon. It influences tides, right? And um, mm-hmm. water, right? So um, we as humans are made up of mostly water and um, are magnetic. Some people believe that, like, you know, even your hands, one's positive, one's negative. Um, I don't know if you've heard that before. I have not. Well, that has to do with, like, um, the, the guy who figured out the coral castle and stuff and... Um, 
even how you can do like levitation on on smaller scales mm -hmm. like achieve levit not i don't mean complete levitation yourself which i mean i'm sure it may be possible i'm not a you know a buddha guru but um what i'm talking about is um you know like making things lighter by magnetic um diamagnetic forces basically like altering diamagnetic forces so what i'm what i'm getting at is is that the moon cycle um influences us a lot more than than you would expect and that's something that they teach and um what i'm going to get into relating to thoth and atlantis and um for the past couple hours i've been listening to um manly palmer hall the famous um freemason and a great lecturer you know i'm not like too into masonry but i do study some of what they um speak on because it's directly related to you know what i was researching in my topic this week but before i got into everything i did want to ask you like about certain things relating to the moon i find it strange that you did say that you forgot some things or that um um different things occurred now i'm all I don't know how many people are aware of the Beltane, the holiday that occurs every May 1st. Um, that's like another thing I wanted to address to slightly. Um, and uh, I don't know if people had um, strange things happen in their town or around their house, any stranger or more dangerous. Like I, and I don't really want to bring this up for, you know, shock factor, but it's kind of strange to me that um, like there's a highway by our road. And uh, a kid that I knew, not like very well, but um, he was coming down one side of the highway and a, a lady from our area too, I don't know if she was under the influence or whatever happened, but basically drove the wrong way on the highway for like a really far distance and then smashed into them and like five people died. So like, I don't know how much you know about like all the sacrifice that goes on, they say from April 20th to... Um, april 30th but like i find it very strange that that occurred and like I, I am in you know some knowledge of like the things that occur but i find that um extraordinary that that would happen in the time frame that i just mentioned and, and beyond coincidence in my mind um and i'm just gonna leave it at that another thing to realize too before i go on you know and, and get into my topics here um you know i wanted to talk about them and i even mentioned that to you but like uh, you could even base your diet around this, and there's certain things. It's called like the werewolf diet, and I don't. I want to give a shameless plug, but there's like a website I go on called Moon Phase Connection, which you could learn a lot about this stuff. I I don't even know if it's you know they might have ads on their shit or something like that. I don't know if you know if you basically it's it's something you could look into. You know, a website you could look into that verifies all the stuff I'm speaking on, but. Notice slide too that um a lot of calendars now don't have the moon phase on them anymore. Did you mm -hmm. notice that? I think that has something to do with this also, which they want us to get away from um that effect that the moon may have over your life. And something I always tell people that the knowledge of this um can alter you in, in such a way to where you expect these things to happen, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So then you won't bring your emotion into it because that's another thing that happens on the low moon or like when it's close to a new moon is that people become highly emotional to the point of ag aggravation, frustration, infighting. And, and I've seen this more and more. At first, I wasn't a believer myself, 
And I, I've told so many people that I know that this is a possibility. Now you could brush it off as superstition and all, but what I'm getting at is I think it has some greater significance than the moon that is. And um, it dictates our three-dimensional life more than people would give credence to it, if that makes any um, any sense in what I'm saying. And, and I think it's funny that even like I asked you about electronic problems, car problems, and um, also forgetting things. But I've seen that, that that's most occurring. And also that you may be more hungry when it's a low moon. Like you, you may eat more, feel more hungry. And actually, I feel like when it's a... a full moon I don't eat as much some people I think they may differ you know just like a, a drug may affect you differently if that makes sense but mm -hmm. some of these things they hold true over time like if, if you start looking at what I'm saying um time time will tell that um what I'm saying may have some credence to it and I'll just leave it at that and I'm gonna go into the other things and um I really wanted to address Atlantis briefly um and certain things and get into Thoth, the Atlantean, who basically in my mind was, um, if not an alien himself, a spirit um, of of this this great um, consciousness that, that evolved and um, basically re, rejoined consciousness in, in this realm many times over to come back and try to help assist humanity um along in its pursuit of evolution of consciousness if that makes sense after the fall of atlantis and um even you know leading up to the certain wars that certain people think occurred you know and we could get into like the zacharias stitching books and how you know certain people want to believe him word for word and a lot of people discredit it and we we've got into this zacharias Sitchin stuff before so i don't want to beat that drum too much tonight but um it, it's all related here and like you know um the anunnaki who i've addressed before or are related to the atlanteans in my mind if that makes sense mm -hmm. and um basically how manly palmer hall put it was that the information which we you know all these people think like the ancient aliens now is a thing on tv when before you know you had to go out and seek these books to find out about these theories like how eric von daniken you know he was one of the first guys to write about some of this stuff you know the chariot of the gods author he was you know he's featured along with david childress and uh christopher flocculus you know the greek guy with the crazy fucking hair and all the other experts, I, like, I really like David Childress a lot, the guy that, like, has the glasses and white hair. But that's beside the point. Um, what I'm getting at is is that this is all related. But mainly Palmer Hall alluded that, um, in a way, that the people who were in Atlanta is living among these, these gods at the time, as that's how they put it, that, that, you know, some of these gods came to Earth. Um, I don't know if it was before or after the, the film, you know, I don't. I don't want to get too far into the, the biblical stories of the film and how they say that I have alluded to this before that the Anunnaki came down and mated to speed up the evolution process so that um, they could mine their gold quicker, do whatever else they had to do. But in, in essence, it created a, a, a race of different um, super genetic humans and, and then there were wars fought amongst them. And some people even believe that's how the access of the earth was created. And, um, you know, the, the the deluge happened and 
I find it strange that I even was speaking to my friend briefly about it, and he even said, "Well, uh, how many structures did they find underwater?" You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. And and you know, I know that he knows a lot of this esoteric and occult information, but you know, there's places in Japan that they've shown that there's underwater statues and pyramids that just defy um, explanation. And I, I've even spoken about like how an alien versus predator, they alluded to pyramids being under the ice and certain things like that. Um, and, you know, we've talked about the underground, um, the theory that humans first lived underground and um, for certain reasons they were made to come to the, to the um, surface of the earth. I don't know if you've heard that before. That's I've heard that theory. in, yeah, just in passing. In passing. Yeah. yeah this mm-hmm. is all related. And I mean, if you go back and, what I want to, before I get, and I'm going to get into just a whole bunch of different things that we could touch on different topics. I'm going to do this a little different so that like, you know, I can get your thoughts on certain things and then even tell you guys a little bit about my personal theories about how I meditate. If that's, you know, if that's something that you're into, you can, you know, hear me out. If, if not, I'm really not going to get too far into it, but I'm going to tell you in my mind what I think and how I use this information to try to, um, to, to better myself, if that makes sense. So that in essence, they, they almost give you a playbook from Thoth and the Emerald Tablets as a, a, a human to better yourself mentally so that, you know, you know what they say, the mind, body, and spirit, it all fall, you know, the, 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 the um, Trinity, you know, the Trinity of, of reality, I would call it. But um, it's all related. Like, you know, the, the, the Thoth, the entity that they call Thoth, I'm sure you've heard of him, the guy who had the ibis face, you know, the beak in, in, in Egyptian culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, you know, he was an Atlantean who went to Egypt to dispel the knowledge of the Atlanteans and the technology to Egypt. So everybody points at, at Egypt, and I do not want to discredit Egypt and what they became because, you know, it, it's, it's not um, a seed doesn't just grow itself. It must be planted, but it, it, it's nurtured in a way that it, it develops itself and grows under the, its own strength. So um, what people have to understand, though, is um, we see these um, huge leaps in evolutionary technology in Egypt and other places in these hieroglyphs. So, so they had help just like the Nazis, right? In, in my mind, exactly. <laughs> but I, I, I'm thinking even it's more so than an, an, an alien form of help in this instance. And... In, 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 um, like in the movie just, Stargate? Yeah, but I, have, I I used to watch the old Stargate movies, but I, you allude to what I'm saying, because I think that they, they basically that there was an, uh, a higher consciousness of human being at one time because we were interfaced with these certain entities. And, and the, the certain entity, Thoth, went to different civilizations in the form of Quetzalcoatl or Voltan, or you, you, get, you get what I'm saying? As Zeus, that, that he appeared... And, and it's funny because I didn't want to get too far into this because in a, a separate um, video, I may want to touch on this book I read authored by um, Sigmund Freud called um, Moses and Monotheism or something to that effect. I'm sorry, but like, like I might have butchered the title, but it has to do with how um, when Ichnaton came to power in Egypt, they went from a polytheist belief system, you know, more than one God to a monotheist belief system in a, a sun worship basically and um in that book sigmund freud writes down his basically how he surmises that 
that belief system was passed down to the Jewish people through Moses, and Moses was never really a Jewish person. He was an Egyptian scribe, if that makes sense. So in a way, it's all related. But what I'm what I'm getting at is that that pantheon of gods goes back to the Anunnaki. So yes, I don't know what was in Stargate. Please enlighten me. But I'm assuming it may be something to that effect. Well, and um, in the movie, remember, um, the young the young boy, he was an alien, right? They were all pretty much aliens, and the people worshipped them and gave them technology. The pyramid was a, the pyramids were huge ships. Um, actual Stargate for you know inner inner space time jump, and then the TV series Stargate with Richard Dean Anderson, okay, MacGyver. Um, MacGyver. It got it got it got more into it. So yeah, so so it had to do with um how the pyramids used to be used as something different, base as a portal, basically, like as a a CERN, basically, kind of. Yeah, loosely, yes. in a way. Yeah, yep. if, if in, in how we describe CERN, anyways, you and I like our understanding or our um supposition of what they're using it for which we've spoken on it's cool we have a basis of knowledge between ourselves now too and you know i'm sure the chat can follow along and by the way the show you had with um lord cast and nick the other night was awesome man it's it's cool to i'm actually glad that i missed the podcast and we couldn't make it happen so that there was a different group of information that got put out there because it's good to actually touch on different things you see what i'm saying i I really appreciate what you guys brought to the table well i like i like learning from all you guys man you guys different you know aspects of shit i did i didn't i don't consider i didn't even realize and so you guys you know you guys make me better so i'm appreciative all you guys yeah yeah each one teach one bro and you never know like those certain guys special forces like you'll never know bro till it's too late you know they keep quiet but they do know a lot of stuff and like it's just good to get a a grip on different people because like each one teach one and like basically i don't want to foray like that but that's what this thought thing has to do with whether that like you know the information he laid out is so holy or um what was taught now i just listened to so much manly palmer hall that like i've got anecdotes in my mind but like and i'm gonna get into like the crux of what i'm you know some of my notes because like i don't know if you could see that but i have a lot and i'm just gonna comb over this stuff because there's so much stuff to go through here and so much information that mainly Palmer Hall spilled out and like stuff that I'd like to get into like Kabbalistic um certain things like I like the I and me I don't know if you know about that concept about how they say you know as a person you have your I and your me and your I is more tied to your ego your your id and then your me is your more emotional feminine side basically so like the teachings have to do even with stuff like that. You know, you know what I mean? And like even that low moon stuff that I was telling you about has to do with that because when you're aware of certain things that could go wrong or you expect them to go wrong, you control your emotions better. It's it's like the knowledge of something, what you don't know can't hurt you, if that makes sense. So then when something goes wrong and, and you don't lose your emotions over it because you expect it to happen, and you're better prepared to deal with it in a, in a more timely fashion, if that makes sense. You know, and, and the only thing that we have in consciousness basically is our time. You know what I mean? That's the only real measure of, of life is your time, really. You know, so and before I forget, like, 
one of the anecdotes Manly Palmer Hall talked about, and this is relating to what you said about the pyramids, is that um, there was this great sultan who before the, um, before like, I, I'm sure you've heard that the, the capstone of uh, the, the pyramids and equity was one of the, the greatest, heaviest, and, and, you know, shine, like it used to have a shimmer on it and all the stones were, the outer stones were perfectly uh, molded so that it, it looked like a perfect finish in the pyramids. And then he even says in this anecdote that like when they measured the pyramids, that it went down to like the, the eighth or ninth decimal point. And, yeah, and- you can um, reference the uh, the Luxor Hotel in Vegas. It's got the, the capstone. The very, it's illuminated. Which is the funny. Yeah. Um, last time I went there, yep, that's right. You were there, yeah, yeah. I was gambling in the Luxor. It's funny, and I really like the Luxor and Egypt shit. And I, you know, I don't want to get too sidetracked, but I feel like we're all reincarnated, bro. Like, and you may have been in Egypt before, you may have been in Atlantis before, not you yourself, but your your soul, your stream of consciousness. You were there, okay. But back to that decimal point stuff, and and it's funny that you're talking about that Luxor because what you were going to say is what it's a carbon copy basically uh, i'm assuming or, or close to the dimensions you know because they probably built it to such perfection and couldn't even get it close to the original pyramid and they say the only reason it's off at all is because of a, an earthquake that happened well that's the legend but so manly palmer hall tells of this sultan and this is why i love his old ass because he knows all these old stories about you know the the zohan who told Sir Francis Bacon, the story, and that's how all these, you know, it's the spoken word of antiquity that got passed down so that we know some of these stories. So, like, when I tell you some of these stories, it's coming from a guy who's, like, highly acclaimed as a guy who holds esoteric knowledge, and, you know, before he would have speaking, uh, you know, he would speak in private. I'm sure most of these events were in private amongst, like, Masons and other things. I'm sure he did public events, but a lot of this stuff on YouTube now was, you know, in private domain before uh, the information era but what he, he speaks on is this sultan who wanted to go um exploring in, in the tombs of egypt because he heard of a great treasure and in the story he when he first gets there and it's beautiful you know like i was saying there was no stone out of place it was uh, square on every side and um he found through certain tales um of of old scribes that a certain place that he should go dig so he finds a place to the secret entrance that leads to where he goes and basically manly p hall says that back then they used vinegar to like smolt the rock in a way like vinegar and some other acids apparently that you could use that to make the rock softer and dig through rock i don't know interesting stuff, stuff that stonemasons would know right? right okay so which gets into, you know, Amazon liaison and all the secret names and crazy shit about Masons, which I just study because I, I like to know what they know, basically. I'm like, I, I have to tell you again, I'm not a Mason, but, you know, I study all the stuff they do so I know what they know. Um, basically, he said when the Sultan finally got through the first rock, another rock fell in its place and another rock after that. So basically, after they finally got in, they get into the temple and they found like a ball in the middle of an altar and um, 
all the tools of, of, of creation, like all like plums and different levels and stuff like that, like a ball that you would set on, on, a, on something that was level. So if the ball fell off the table, then you would know whatever surface wasn't level. So he expected to go in there and find these um, riches and, and, and different things. And what he really found was um, these different tools. But what Manly Palmer Hall alludes to is with those tools is the true way that the um, mental and spiritual consciousness of that pyramid was constructed because before you construct something in reality, it has to be manifested on what? A blueprint, right? Or you have to have the game plan in your mind. There has to be a thought before there is an action. That's what he's getting at. So the guy went in there expecting gold, but what he found was better than gold in essence because what it taught him was that he was the creator of his reality. That's what the Emerald Tablets and thoughts have to, have to do with um, the knowledge of self. Know thyself. You know, nothing is truly impossible. Um, the fact that spoken word actually becomes a reality if you know how to manifest properly. Um, all these keys, these are different keys. And um, people think that magic is some like, you know, elusive, um, like a like a whim or like how uh, the guy in Wolf of Wall Street says, it's like fairy dust doesn't real, it doesn't exist, it's not real, it's fugazi, it's you know, it's a woozy, it's a wazi, doesn't exist. But see, it does exist because like you have to build the pyramid in your mind before before it can exist in reality. In this essence. And in in reality, okay, and, and that's what he found in that pyramid. Now, there's other people who believe, and you know, you can. We're getting into fringe beliefs here, but they in the Emerald Tablets, certain ways, and it, it's really long. But you could check all this out on YouTube. The Emerald Tablets, Manly P. Hall, um, lectures on Atlantis. All this, all these different things are, you know, where my sources are coming from mostly, besides my own research. And all, obviously Plato, who who wrote one of the the great um stories of Atlantis, and um Sir Francis Bacon, who wrote the New Atlantis. And I'm gonna get into that later. Don't let me forget. Um, but what I wanted to bring up before I forget is is these emerald tablets and um the significance. So basically, uh, on the fringe belief, these tablets are, you know, found and they're made out of pure, indestructible emerald um, rock. Okay. And, and even Manly Palmer Hall said that there's certain, um, like, columns in India that are like nine to 10 feet high with, um, in, in Delhi, I think he said, in India, that that um nobody can tra transcribe the writing on them but like in certain wars when they had in india like uh solid cannonballs would hit you know directly hit this thing and, and they would just fracture into pieces like it's stronger than any type of stone basically is what he's alluding to uh, obviously it's from the very ancient past so um what i want to get into is thought in the actual emerald tablets now and the dweller, which dwells within, you know, that that's what they, he alludes to. Now, Thoth's main focus in these immortal tablets, is, immortal tablets, emerald tablets, was the key, basically, to immortality and rebirth, okay? And um, he, he 
also puts in it the key to breaking from reincarnation if you so choose to like go that route to to where you don't think this is something you're interested in <laughs> anymore which i'm sure a lot of people uh get tired of this dimension a lot but like it all is just a test but basically in the emerald tablets if you study them um fluently enough i don't know if that you know if you're if you're fluent enough in these emerald tablets it's supposed to give you these certain keys to um unlocking your consciousness and, and, and your uh, your spirit into these different realms of existence basically so he thoth is rumored as i said before to go to egypt after the fall of atlantis and and what i myself surmise is that and i read this in in different books but they say basically that there was like an organic nuke that was set off back in the day in, in ancient times I'm assuming when um, the abominations of the Nephilim and the different gods were fighting and that certain people say that that's why the axis of the earth is on a tilt. And I, I don't know if you've heard certain certain things like this. And they say that um, the Dead Sea is, is a product of this and that there was basically a bomb set off by the Tigris and Euphrates. And, you know, th this is a lot of um, a lot of what. Um, Zachariah Stitchin addresses in his book, but we're talking about the war between the Anunnaki, basically. But Thoth basically is the one entity or consciousness that apparently was the the um, rebirth of all this um, previous knowledge that he came back to try to help humanity after the deluge and after certain things happened to set us on the path that we could regain the consciousness of Atlantis, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So although it was an alien source, the people of Atlantis were the first model of this um, evolutionary greatness, you know, and also they, they speak about Lemuria and a, a place called Hyperbolea or some, there's a lot of different other, like the Phoenicians, you know, there's a lot of different other in the Chaldeans that a lot of other ancient um, civilizations that tied in, but it, it all goes back to Atlantis is what basically is what, you know the emerald tablets allude to in these different teachings so egypt back then was named chem and um it was you know the one source of of light and life basically was supposed to be in that pyramid which was which manly p hall says was a uh, originally thought as pyramid not khufu it was actually in in a um on a, in a spirit and reality sense, a, a tomb for him, but it was used for other reasons, obviously, as I spoke to, you know, with the, what was left in the pyramid and the different teachings. And um, before I forget, they said in, in, in the fringe sense, if you really read into these Emerald Tablets, you can even read it to, to say that underneath the Sphinx, there is a great treasure. And, and, you know, that's something else you could look into. And they say that even further away from the Sphinx, maybe Thoth's um, spaceship, if you want to call it that. And then that's far fringe. But I want to talk about what's real to you know humans nowadays and how you can apply some of this information and just the information in general. But like, there's a lot that you could look into relating to this Atlantean information and Thoth that leads you on a rabbit trail that's crazy, you know, about the Sphinx and why it's there. And I mean, at the end of the day, Sly, what do we really know about certain things like that? And this is something mainly Colin Palmer all spoke of. What do we know about the the real history of China, China before Lao Lao Tzu and Confucius was around? 
You know what I mean? What do we know about these ancient, ancient civilizations besides spoken word and what we can make from um, fragmented, deciphered text? Because after um, the loss of that, you know, the uh, Alexandria, a lot of the knowledge was lost. And what wasn't, I'm sure, was withheld from the, by the Vatican and, and their secret um, libraries and various vaults. So the original Alexandria was apparently called the Halls of Amenti, okay? And that was in the Giza Pyramid. And, and apparently there also used to be a store of uh, books in the, in the Great Pyramid, like, you know, not like scrolls, knowledges. I'm sure that they had plenty of room to... I've never been to Egypt. I'd love to go there. But apparently besides um, the massive structure above ground, of course, like an iceberg, there's just as much they say subterranean stuff, even, I don't know if you've heard this, they've even said that there's uh, water streams that feed all the way to the Nile. And some people say that um, certain pyramids are on ley lines of magneticism. Certain people said that the pyramid also could have been used as a conductor, you know, as, as a light source and, an, and a generator, basically a pulse generator. And, and um, this is all things that they've tried to prove through science and the different residues they've found on the kings and queens chamber. I mean, I'm into, you know, Egypt stuff. So when I, you know, I, I see different documentary, but documentaries, I watch them so that I can connect the dots later as we've spoken other, you know, in other talks. You, you always have to connect the dots in retrospect. Okay, so basically... This all has to do with the, the upward soul force. Like that's what the pyramid had to do with the, the raising of consciousness so that um, Kem as a, as a nation after Atlantis could be raised to the greatness of, of Atlantis, not only in the reality, but through the ether. So he brought this knowledge of, of the different writings, the different technologies, um, uh, I don't know, the medicine, astrology all these different knowledges and and all of a sudden overnight egypt transformed in one of the greatest nations on earth and you know we know about the upper northern and southern dynasties and you know the the role that um different people played and uh how how it became such a great um dominating civilization but apparently they had help um I think it's funny that you talked about the destruction of, um, or, or basically in Stargate, what were you alluding to that it used to be great or it got destroyed or? No, um, man, it's been a while since I've seen that movie, but uh, I remember all the costumes, all the heads were like Anubis heads. Okay. And uh, the leader, the young boy. Um, you know, he, he push a button, whatever his head transforms and reveals the mask comes off, whatever he had funny eyes and some shit. Um, I, ha I will have to go back and watch it again. It's been so long, but I remember the Stargate. I remember one of the pyramids being a ship and basically everything, that entire history of the Egyptian lore was basically because of the aliens that gave them the technology to create and they were worshipped in, in exchange. Um, yeah, it's man. It's that movie's what twenty years old, and then the, the TV series had all these different adventures. But they they had their own Stargate. They brought one of the actual Stargates from Egypt into the lab. They built the lab around it, and that's how they would go from place to place. And all these different uh, alien entities all had their own Stargates. 
and all these little weekly adventures and shit they would go in. And, I mean, you know, back then we we're like, the fuck is this shit? But now it's like, oh, it makes sense now. So, and it does. Like I said, in retrospect, you connect those dots. And my friend Fred used to watch Stargate, and I used to think he was crazy, but like he was always into the sci-fi stuff. And I'm, I wasn't back then, but the more that I researched things. I feel like the sci-fi is just the um, the bridges of the future to connect it. You know, as much as you study the past, you have to try to look towards the future. And all these new movies, obviously, are a great source. And um, before I forget, that's another thing I wanted to mention in the Despicable Me movie. I remember watching, I never really saw it, but I remember in the preview, like the kid uh, runs and jumps and it's an inflatable pyramid. Like the pyramids were stolen, they say, or destroyed, right? And um, also in Transformers 2, they mentioned that, um, that they're destroyed. I- I'm not sure. Um, let me, I think Transformers 2, let me think, let me think. Wasn't Darker Than darker than Moon, because that was about the ship on the dark side of the moon. Um, I, man, I, I, I might have missed that one. Which is also interesting, you know, they're alluding to the dark side of the moon. I mean, you know, I've heard about the, like, the crystal cities and stuff, or I think we addressed that before, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, like, and before I forget, like, this, basically, all these teachings basically have to do with igniting the ether within yourself. So that, like, and I said this before, I think, in one of the, the, um, the prior podcasts that, like, Every person has a form of a sun in yourself. And, it, and it, like I said, it's your breath. You know how you can breathe and you can feel heat or you can you can feel cold. So you have like a generator in yourself. So I know it sounds corny, but that's like in in sense uh, showing of the ethers. And, and this is what this is all having to do with the Emerald Tablets, the activation of all this. And knowing yourself is that you have a light body out there somewhere, a past, future, and present self and like you said if there's stargates and different things out there and we're to believe all these different things are possible then um you know you have to understand it basically like one of the things they teach you in these esoteric things is that like out of the void came thought and, and thought created like time because it, it had to exist from from thought to come so everything is is perfect in its in its place and all in all and one thing led and and beget to another so in the same essence that everything trailed from a a certain zero point you can actually trace back to that zero point find your your you know your meditation in that zero point and and um basically preserve your your spiritual yourself and propel yourself through that con to, to that level of consciousness that um, thought, you know, l- like led people to believe was possible. If that makes sense, like he was the 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 mascot for being able to to transform yourself into into uh, being uh, uh, a better, the best form of yourself. You know, just like what's his name Duval. I'm living my best life. You know what I mean. You 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 want to work on yourself mentally, physically, and spiritually so that you can evolve in the best form of yourself, and um, basically you'll be rewarded if if you do reincarnate. That's like what the basically what his what the message is. I believe like message, you know what I mean? <laughs> in the movie, what was it? Don't be a menace to South Central. Message, you know what I mean? But 
that this is what this all has to do with. So like, I'm going to, you know, keep going into the different things here. I have written down and it's funny. You talked about Anubis, which is, you know, the wolf headed guy and the underworld. And they say that Thoth would even be in, in depictions of the underworld on these, um, in these certain hieroglyphs. And I'm glad you said that because that has to do with, um, he's basically saying that the hieroglyphs are the is the library and those are the keys to a mentee in the king and queen's chamber this is how you besides the emerald tablets you reach this consciousness he's saying like everything's laid out in these pyramids and different hieroglyphs all around the world because before i forget thoth also came back as quetzalcoatl you know in mexico and also as Votan, they're saying in different forms so he left different um inscriptions through the druids and stonehenge apparently over in mexico with the mayans and the, that different culture and we're going to get into the sir francis bacon and all that his ties to you know all the different masonic stuff and the rosicrucians and don't let me forget you know mr bacon there but and some people believe that sir francis bacon was shakespeare have you ever heard that theory before we go on another interesting rabbit hole you could dig down once you you know you start looking into this crazy shit but um what what they're saying and one of the other things is that and i said this before and, and i don't want to be too like negative but we are in a form of hell so like egyptians referred to our body as like a cot and like your body was the entrapment of your soul okay and and, and you're brought here you know what i mean that's the you don't you like people say like you should try to keep treat your kids the, the best you can because they didn't ask to be here. You brought them here. You get what I'm saying? It, it, so, like, you were brought here. So just that, in essence, besides the fact we're in a degenerative life cycle and, you you know, your time is is um finite, you know what I mean, besides the fact that you can spark the immortality of your soul, but that's what we're getting at here. It's kind of a juxtaposition, but um, it's always good to have a, a get-out-of-jail-free card. So the flame is the source of all things. That's something of the ethers, you know. These are just key words and key phrases I'm giving you from uh, six hours of video I watched about the Emerald Tablets. But certain things I extrapolated that I felt were most important. And then we're going to get into other things towards the end, wrap it all up. And then we could open up for questions or whatever else you guys want to uh, get into. Um but I wanted to keep it brief tonight because we got on a little late. But, like, you know, I, I really wanted to touch on Atlantis and um, Thoth heavily and also mention mainly P. Hall for anybody who wants to go and watch, you know, those. They're about an hour long videos, but they're very informative. And, like, the guy's way better at speaking than I am. I mean, he's, like, 95 years old or something when he's giving these lectures and uh, he he can really uh, hold interest and tells a lot of good anecdotes as I did about the, you know, the, the pyramid and the old sultan that went there to find treasure and didn't, you know, really find what he was looking for. Maybe found something better. But basically, um, they speak about, um, like, man has to become one with the fire. And like, when, when they say fire, I think that they're saying you ignite your ethers by connecting with your higher self. That's what this means to me. So, like, this all is going to relate to what I'm going to be telling you here in the future. That order brings the way, and you can quell the chaos of emotions. And I think it's funny that I was telling you that, you know, that that had to do with um, 
the moon cycle that you you have um, more inclination to be emotional so that when these bad things tend to happen to you, like forgetting things or car troubles or electronical problems, that if, if you if you have the knowledge of, oh, things might go wrong or they're more they're more um, prone to go wrong at this time, then you can handle your emotions. So you quell the chaos of emotions with knowledge. So like like I said, what what you don't know sometimes can hurt you in that sense. And that gets into the, the Kabbalistic um, views of the I and the me. So you have two parts to yourself, you know, and that gets gets into the id, the ego, and the superego. I don't want to get into Freud too much. We could well, leave that. Also, um, also the moon is, is regarded to as, as being feminine, if I, yes. if, I, if I remember correctly. Yes, okay. Luna. Luna, the real name, they call the moon Luna. And yes, it's a feminine energy. But um, and before I forget, Thoth had a counterpart, a female counterpart that was like, you know, his basically the same as him. But and that was Mott, like M-A apostrophe A-T, Mott. And that actually was a physical embodiment and hieroglyph form of the moon. So like it's tied directly to the moon. So Thoth is tied directly to the moon. Like Thoth was the Lord scribe, the Lord of the moon, the Lord of all knowledge, the Lord of all thought, like all these different things. So like. Even Manly Palmer Hall said, well, every book and everything ever written could be attributed to thought because he was the original Lord of thought and of scribes. You, you, you get what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. this, 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 he's held in a very high regard uh, across um, many different societies. And like before I forget, another great anecdote, and I don't want to take away too much if, you know, I, I feel like a lot of people probably don't go and listen to the videos I mentioned. But like, as to those who do, I, you know, I, I don't want to take too much from what he says. But another thing that struck me is one of the last, I think it was Sewer Navajo elders, he said, that was um, famous for sand paintings, like that they did sand paintings or something like that. And he said, as they flipped through this book, when he saw the, the seals of Hermes or, or, or something, there was like a something that was written in Chaldean and he said that the elder stopped them in the middle and said that at one point in time, my people could read this. And he recognized the the seal of Hermes basically, which struck, that just struck me weird. But what I'm getting at is that, um, and I alluded to this before that certain people believe that like, you know, the, you hear the theory that it's my buddy who's the least um, in the conspiracy theories ever sent me, uh, did you hear that some people think Trump is a time traveler? Yeah. <laughs> so like the Baron Trump in the book with Baron Trump. And yeah, I don't want to get into it. But they also said, have you ever heard that Einstein was a time traveler? Yeah, him and uh, him and then Charlie Chaplin as well. Charlie Chaplin as well. So there's a couple of people that, and I mean, come on, some of them are real go- weird guys. How about Alex Trebek? I mean. He's been looking the same since I was a kid. I mean, I'm 30 now, bro. Same with uh, Keanu Reeves. Yeah, certain people. Nick man, Cage. I, I've I, seen I, the I old pictures know. of those guys. I'm just like, ooh, that's, that's uh, yeah. I've even seen, like, those pictures of uh, Civil War Nick Cage. Like, they had Civil War guys that looked like Nick Cage, which, you know, maybe they're time travelers. Maybe they were born again into the same you know, path of uh, incarnation in the incarnate, yeah, in a different time. You see what I'm saying? So, um, who am I to say exactly how it works? But this is something to ponder, okay? This all has to do with this death and rebirth and breaking of immortality and creating uh, 
um, giving yourself a level of consciousness, consciousness and strength that you can basically supersede um, your um, desires to reincarnate in this realm and just be like more of a help in the ethers to your family or, and other things. And before we go on, and I've told a lot of my friends this, one of my theories on how reincarnation does work, and, and um, I think this has to do with like, uh, you're getting into a little bit of fringe stuff here, but what I, and it's funny though, because I, I spoke to my one friend who basically his aunt died and he almost like cried a tear because what I told him before he said it himself was that I think that when certain people die, and I'm not saying everybody, but I think that when certain people die, you can basically, they can basically be passed into one of their relatives' children, in essence. Like, you might reincarnate as your your child's great-great-grandson's child, if that makes sense, somewhere down the line. And basically, like, your goal on this this river of immortality, this path is, is to learn the different lessons of these different in, incarnations until you hit a certain stream of consciousness to elevate you to where you can just be a help to others in that same soul collective, if that makes sense. Now we're getting deep, with it, and this is like a lot of thought personally I've put into this, but um, that's a way of coming back and helping your future self, if that makes sense, or your own brood, your own kind. Um, and it's weird because basically when I said that to my buddy, he said that it's strange that like his daughter now is so close to his mother, you know, which is the grandma, but they're even more so close. But she says that like she reminds her so much of that sister who passed away, her sister, his aunt, if that makes sense. Like she took on the embodiment of that woman, if that makes sense. And and. You know, you're getting kind of deep. And another thing before I forget, and this is from my own extrapolation, is that I believe that, like, now, like, what's your sign right now, Sly? Like, I'm a Leo. You know, I'm a mean? cancer. Okay, so, like, I believe that you also will incarnate into all 12 or 13 if you believe there's 13 signs. I don't want to get into that. The Fucus, though, and the different Eastern uh, astrology and Western astrologies. But what I believe is you reincarnate into every one of those different astrological realms, or not realms, but sectors, so that you learn the um, karmic value of each one of those signs of astrology. Does that make sense? So you may pass through 13 signs or 14 signs of astrology before your consciousness is leveled up to a level of... of um, like you're lit up, you know, it's that like, that's what you, like they say nowadays, you're lit, you're illumined. It's funny that they say that nowadays, all the kids, you know, you're lit, we're lit because really that like comes from illumined. You're an illumined one, the Illuminati. You're an illumined person because you brought your light body and this knowledge of higher self in from that astral realm into yourself. That's what this all has to do with. And I don't want, you know, I might've took you guys on a spin there. But does that make sense to you, Sly? Or is that something like for you to ponder that's kind of interesting? Yeah, and then also when you mention um, Ma'at, that's where you get the 48 laws of Ma'at, which is the base of, uh, I guess, your Proverbs from the Bible. They just re 
twisted that shit all the way up. It's only 48 laws and Proverbs is, or Psalms, whatever it's based off of, is extended way past what it's supposed to be. But yeah. That makes me think of Robert Greene, the 48 laws of power, mm-hmm. you know, and, and how they, and it, it, it is funny, but like in hidden schools, they twist things. Like we said, you know, like, and that's what they do. They'll just take something else and make it their own and twist it. And like, in essence, that before I forget, that's kind of what in essence, um, Sir Francis Bacon did with, with Plato's original story of Atlantis and in his, um, book new atlantis in which you know you can look up new atlantis and how the, that ties in which i'm going to delve into but all very interesting stuff i'm sure you've heard a lot about bacon they even talk about him on um hmm, uh nothing island i call it but um what the hell is it called the real name of it not shutter island you know where they're looking for the treasure not treasure island no like the where, where the guys are looking for the treasure in the damn British Canada. I, I just can't. You talking about it, uh, not the founding youth, right? No, I call it nothing island because they're not oh, finding oh, anything. Okay. But I forget what the hell the actual show's called. You know, with Mar- the, with the Laginas and stuff where they're on the island looking for a treasure. They even allude to uh, Francis Bacon's documents maybe being down in, in the, the money pit there on the island. You know, which... I, I don't need to speak about Bacon and all his involvements in uh, in the Rosicrucians and the Illuminati and with uh, different sects of what they call the remnants of the Knights Templar and, you know, a lot of weird occult esoteric shit. But apparently he got a lot of his information from the original um, Plato, you know, and, and different things. And another thing I, before I forget is... Um, you could look into Pythagoras. Pythagoras has a lot to do with all this. And another thing is that Thoth is um, referred to as Hermes. So Hermes and Thoth, same person. Hermes, Thoth, Quetzalcoatl, Vulton, all these guys were basically the, the consciousness of Thoth, basically. is That's what I'm surmising. And I'm sure that there was even um, others in Sumeria and um other, you know, di- all, all the different Assyria, all the different Babylon. Yeah, Assyria. I mean, yeah, you gotta, yeah, you, you gotta mention Mesopotamia, Abyssinia. Yeah. I mean, it's a shitload. Yes, the Toltec Empire. Yeah. I mean, and that's another thing that um, uh, Manly P. Hall alludes to is that like there's these older names like the Sol- the Zoltan that he, you know, he taught a lot of his information was from uh, of ancient, but. He taught Plato, so Plato's information came from him, came from this guy. So all this old information is, is lost through by the wayside is what I was getting at. But, like, a lot of this stuff is what I think is actually in the Vatican vaults. You know what I mean? And it's funny, we spoke about on the last, you know, podcast about how the Vatican leaks happened. And now look at um, how, right before the Beltane, look at all those people that got blown up in Sri Lanka, right? So that's another church attack that happened right before the Beltane. There's your sacrifice. Um, and then also quickly, it's called Oak Island. Okay, yeah, okay, Oak Island. Yeah, yeah I just always forget what it's Shout called. Shout out to the people in the chat, Island. Hurricane Baby Jesus. and, and, and Yeah, they, they, yeah they, they, they cracked it. They cracked thank it. Thank you, guys. I, I know one of you had to have that. I mean, it's an interesting show nonetheless. And I, hopefully, eventually, they find something of historical significance or like, a bar of gold or something, because them poor guys spent millions of dollars digging for 
you know, it's an informational show, but like, I, I don't know. I feel like they could have spent their money somehow in a, in a better way. What do I know? You know, I'm just some, some guy on uh, talking about fuck here, but I'm going to dwell more into this here. So the lost book about like relating to all this, and, and this was what um, Manly P. Hall was referencing, w- was in Alexandria, as I said, and it was called The Divine Pymander. Okay, that was th- this, these were like the three top books that, that, that actually told a lot of this information. So you could like try to go back and look some of this stuff up, but I don't know how much of it will even come up. There may be some reference to Atlantis and different things, but these are the three main books he said that were lost. Um, the Divine Pymander being the first, the Palmandries of the Vision, that deals with the soul, okay, which I kind of just alluded to how the soul works. That's what I was getting at when I said that when you die, if you know the certain rituals, you can be born, or if you're initiated, you can be born back into this uh, cycle of reincarnation or escape it if you so choose. And then it has to do with um, the astrological signs as well. And I'm not too up on that. Like, I'm not the type of guy that reads charts and does this and that. But I have my own belief system and my own uh, set of magic that I feel is proven over time. You know, like, um, like I always tell people, sure, you believe in, in Jesus. That's fine. Like, I don't want to get the religion and stuff. But, like, where did Christianity come from if, you know, it, it was based on Jesus and his teachings? Like, where, who wrote those books? You see what I'm saying? That's the type of guy I am. So that's why I always got in trouble as a youth. Because even back then, you know, I was one of the three kings in Bible school. But I was asking all the questions. Like, you know what I mean? I was the the grand inquisitor that had to know everything. And and that's something that you learn from the classics that they say question everything. But as a youth, that's how I was. And sometimes I feel I asked the wrong question. So basically, though, in the Emerald Tablets, what it says is that the magic is law, okay? And I don't want to just say that magic, but what he's saying with magic are all these different things I'm telling you. That this, the um, the the thought, the way you use your thought, basically your mental imagery, things like that. So like we've done things before where I told you guys if you can close your eyes and picture a color blue or picture you're on a beach and you can actually do that in your mind's eye. So that's proof of what I'm saying in itself. But what he's saying here is that the the magic that you create is your law. So you have to find your your place in the sun and and you shine your path among men so that they see the example that you've created and that all all the force is yours if you will it. You see what I'm saying? So that like I used to think of these things and basically I have this marked down somewhere. I'll just say it now, but it's you can harness all the power of of the universe almost like a uh, an hourglass you know what i mean and it's funny i have one but just like the sands of time you could take that knowledge and all that spiritual information and pour it into your lower self and that's the key in what they tell you of like the the philosopher's stone these are things you can you know look into if you haven't in the philosopher's stone and the key to life and um, it, this is interesting that you said this slide, my man. What were you just saying? The Nazis, right? And what was their great belief system I told you about with that nut job, Helena Blavatsky? The Vril, right? The Vril energy. 
the real energy was a product of Atlantis, apparently. That these certain Anunnaki had, had brought, okay? So here, uh, Manly Palmer Hall is um, saying that, in essence, that that's the power, the, the hidden power, this light that people can tap into, whether you call it being uh, illumined or the vril or this and that, I'm sure many names have been given to it, but it, it's all this information that like, you know, do as thy will, you know what I'm saying? Know thyself. Um, all these different one-liners <laughs> of antiquity. Um, what do I always tell you guys? Not possible, right? Nil or do est in Latin, that's how you say it, but like, I know it sounds corny, but I always have my proof here. Here's my pen. I don't know if you could see that, but it says nil or do est on it. Nothing is impossible. Now, I got this from a friend. I, they felt I should have it for whatever reason, but this is like a signal intelligence pen that they gave the people who created like the um the the lines when when east and west germany split up so like that's these people were like in the predecessors to the oss if that makes sense so i found it strange that there would be like a pyramid with a dead fish on top of it and two florida leaves in the crest that says nothing is impossible on it cool pen but this is all related is what i'm getting at you know what i mean it, it's all all these secret teachings of the Rosicrucians or the, or the Masons, it's all related. So, um, as you said before, that what the, the, the Stargate, the pyramid was used as a Stargate, apparently. And, and that's what it basically says in the Emerald Tablets. That's another thing that it says the apex of the pyramid and why they had that fancy capstone is it because it led to the, to the gateway. And, um, you, you know, you're talking about Mott here, and Mott was um, personified by the baboon and by and by the ibis, so that the baboon is sacred. A lot in a lot of these um, death depiction ceremonies where they weigh your heart against the feather, mm-hmm. and Anubis was there. And Anubis was always like my favorite for whatever reason, a doghead guy. But and that has to do with shapeshifters. Before I forget too, like how the old the anamorphic. You know, like even in Pan, you see it even in Greek mythology with Pan, the goat man, and uh, the Minotaur. I'll do you um, one better. There was an yeah. old episode of G.I. Joe when they went to uh, to hell. So it was like, what's hell purgatory? And they had to deal with Horus and Anubis and Set, and they had to fight Set. Um, the Lord of the Underworld. Yeah, 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 man. And and because uh, a uh, dude kept calling him dog face, he kept calling Anubis dog face, like as a, <laughs> as a sign, as, as a term of endearment. Yeah. So towards the end of the episode, he was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, dog face." And Anubis kind of gave him a look, like, "Okay, whatever," you know. So but it's even funny because, like, and like, I think basically we're on the same page with like a lot of this is lent to the, to different religions and like how you can say, yeah, the Isis and uh, Osiris and uh, Horus has to is like the same holy trinity as jesus joseph and you know mary or whatever you know like i don't want to get too much into the religious aspects of it but i think we're on the same page there bro like um all these stories lend credence to each other and, and they're all passed down and, and um recycled in a way and uh, it, the more you look into things the, that's the more you you the more you find out you know that like 
yeah, there may be ascended masters and there may be um, different forms, but like most people believe in like the most high or like a pantheon or, uh, you know, they're sun worshipers or they're moon worshipers. Once you look into things, you actually can break down uh, what people truly ascribe to, if that makes any sense. Like, are you, are you a mental uh, magician? Like, what do you really, you know, what do you really practice or what's the root core of, of what you believe in you know what i'm saying that's what this this shit has to do to deal with um what else could i say that i haven't about thoth oh thoth was apparently the true author of the book of the dead kind of a big deal right mm -hmm. um i don't know go back and watch the mummy if you like really are in the egyptian tales and all the different stuff that you know the deuces maxima of the uh, chariot of the gods horses coming in at the end and sweeping people away all the different alliteration stories and tales you know it's all very interesting but basically what they're they're saying is that all these all this came from um you know atlantis passed down this information to egypt and so on and so forth and, and i think it's funny with and i may have to since i'm saying that i may have to foray in my next video be about that book i told you about because if I'm saying, you know, from Atlantis and went to Egypt, I'm going to have to either talk about more about Egypt in a way or about how, um, like I said, um, the polytheism got changed to sun worship and monotheism. And then once the um, old Pharaoh was out, Moses was his scribe. So he was on the outs of society. So he fled in the desert with these people who became the Jewish people. Or apparently that's how the story goes in Sigmund Freud's book, which... I'd like to address. I think that's the next thing naturally in progression I'd like to talk about. But so with that, you know, the book of the dead, um, the earth has shaken civilizations, like these old civilizations, like Lemuria. And like I said, all these different, you know, the remnants, like at one time, Egypt was the greatest civilization on earth. You know what I mean? Um, and they even said that at a certain time, all all will be left is remnants and, and pillars in the sand, which, you know, at certain uh, temples, that's all that's left. Um, look at the Valley of the Kings. It's washed over with sand, most of it, and they're still finding stuff to this day. When was King Tut found in the 30s? Need I say more? So, um Manly P. Hall talked a lot about Plato, as I said. He talked about the Vril and how basically the misuse of this Vril energy in Atlantis led to the deluge, another interesting topic. So even in, in the stories of Atlantis, they say that, you know, Atlantis was drowned out by flood. Okay. And, um, you know, I said that maybe that's why all this stuff is underwater in Japan and in different areas. Um, besides like the ice caps melting and, you know, I, I don't want to get into the, the history of the earth with Pangea and all the different continents, but apparently, and obviously we all would probably agree that the sea level was a lot lower at one point. Um, a lot of this may give credence to why it rose, you know, if you look mm -hmm. into the stories of Atlantis. So, oh, he, he also took the form of Kukulkan, which is, I, I think like, uh, south american like you know south of mexico like in peru and different stuff that he was the deity also in peru so like 
that's another thing you have to look at all these societies. And I, like I said, it wasn't all just Thoth doing this stuff for people. It's the fact that he brought them um, this, um, the, the wave of consciousness. That's what he did. And mainly Palmer Hall wants to stress that it wasn't aliens that put in the groundwork. It was their um, thought process and their ideas of consciousness, but it was actual Atlanteans and these humans that went to different places. And what he surmised is that possibly um, when these wars were occurring after the deluge happened, they had no home to go to, if that makes sense. So all these people who were warmongers out and, and had all their great technologies and wisdom had no home to go to because it was swept under the ocean. All the rest of the people who were helping them along may have fled because they knew you know, what was coming. So then all these people went and settled in these different areas. So when they say, oh, where were the land? These were land, bridge that, land bridges that allowed the Silk Road to spread. And this is how this happened. And uh, the Dutch East India Company. No, in, in ancient history, things, there were land bridges. Things were already explored. Um, I always tell people, you know, why is America called America? Because of America, America Vaspucci, right? But, well, I mean, there, there, there's like three different people it was named after. Yeah, Vespucci's one of them. There was another guy named Amerigo, and there's one more. Well, you know, I, but go ahead. What I'm, what I'm getting, no, no, you're good, bro. What I'm getting at is this, and this has to do with Oak Island as well, too, because they're basically proving that, in essence, that there may have been a landfall. Um, they're trying to prove there may have been landfall before. Now they've proven, uh, what, 1769, as last I saw, that there was woodwork there. But what, in my mind, what I'm saying is like, and it's funny, Joey Diaz, you know, the comedian always says, take a chance, Columbus did, right? But that's bullshit, because who sent Columbus to America? Uh, Queen uh, Isabella. Isabella and Ferdinand, right? Yeah. The queen of what, Spain or Portugal it was? One yeah, the they, owed, they owed a shitload of money to somebody. And they sent him out to go find something they use it to kind of pay off that debt. It was just a huge for for wars. But yeah. here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. So they were the head of the Catholic Church at the time. Well, here's the kicker: the Vikings were in the New World, and the Templars, they say, and I'm sure a lot of other people, maybe the Chinese, and far, like you know, it um it irks me that people say that um like someone said in the chat before about colonialism and how like Europeans perfected colonialism and this and that, like at one point Genghis Khan had the biggest landmass of all time. Last time I checked, he wasn't fucking European. You know what I mean? And I'm not here to play favorites of race cards or this and that, but like, um, at one point in time, certain different factions dominated the earth. That's just how it went. And they went and they spread their cultures but a lot of these cultures were lost. I, what I'm getting at is why Why is it, um, you know, and, and I'm not saying that people are questioning me, but why is it so hard to believe that there was this great ancient culture that passed down all this technology and information that came from even more ancients that, um, that we've had a disconnect with for reasons that are... Um, either um, shrouded from the public or, or certain people, or basically this is the essence of the mystery school systems. You know what I mean? This is the stuff that 
once you get to certain levels, this is what they teach you about. It's like I told you guys about Bill Schnoblin before. Like in in the uh, bottom lodges, they say that what you can only get to thirty second or thirty third degree, right? Oh, yeah, they, they got more than that. On top. Exactly, Schnoblin saying he's a nine. He was ninety degree, and you could get to three sixty. But he's also the guy that said, well, to be a satanic priest, you got to be a Catholic one first. So, like, you're dwelling into some crazy high-level, you know, uh, cult weird shit. Like, you know what I mean? Shit that's probably way, way far above my pay grade in my head, you know. But this kind of stuff interests me. But, you know, these people, um, like even the OTO, like, you know, I'm just going to say it. People like Crowley. They were willing to go and do this this weird uh, mental magic and sexual magic that like the average person might not. You're probably not going to do that. You're not going to expose yourself. You wouldn't want to expose yourself to those demons because they can take control of your life, basically. But what he, he was doing was experimenting with um, uh, these ancient rites and these ancient um I mean, it, there's to me, there's nothing normal about some of the stuff he was doing. You know, it's just downright fucking creepy and, and, and weird. But what he was sacrificing was for knowledge. You know what I mean? So, like, they, you know, they say you can sell your soul. But what if you sell your soul for love or for knowledge or for you see what I'm saying? For an actual uh, way to help yourself for other people. I think that's something that c- certain people are into. Well, that, then that leads you to the, the Faustian. Oh, no, you're right. That leads you to the Faustian deal because Faust, the original Faust, uh, the story of Faust that he uh, sort of sold it for a woman or some shit like that. It was a good it was a good reasoning for it. But for some odd reason, you know, I guess it's not um, people don't think about selling their soul for another shot at love or, you know, to protect some of your family. And, you know, it's just everyone thinks, oh, there's money, fame and power. That's all it's do. No, people well, do it, that do for other things as well. It, it's strange because it kind of makes me think about Gatsby, the story of Gatsby. You know what I mean? How basically, like, you know, he had it all, but all he wanted was that shot with that woman. You know what I'm saying? And that was, he, he was willing to, um, I don't need to get into it, but, like, it's weird because I had situations in my life that were that were uh, very similar. You know, I'm not going to get into my love stories, but, like, in my mind, I draw these uh, strange parallels all the time, Okay. Um, that's what I'm into. I'm, and, and it's strange. Before I, you know, get too far into it, um, and we just brought up the degrees. But one of the things that they they teach you in, in this, um, in all these emerald tablets, is that the the word is the key to astral travel. So if you want to open yourself up to these different knowledges, spiritual levels, and consciousness, you have to learn the the, the correct words, the true name of um in the meaning of numbers, like, I don't want to get too far into numerology. We could probably do a whole topic on that. But basically what they teach you is that um, in the 3D dimension, certain numbers have power over you. So when you pray, you actually have to pray the numbers to escape the hold of, of, of uh, the hold, the invisible hold, basically, um, of your consciousness, the consciousness that these consciousness numbers have over your reality. Now, I know that sounds crazy, but like, um, what do they say is the measure of, of space and time? Numbers, like you can, you know, measure reality, certain measurements and reality are accomplished with numbers. So like, 
there's a credence to the things I'm saying. I'm kind of talking in codes in a way, but like certain people have different names for numbers. And I know, oh, that doesn't sound too crazy because I could say uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis, you know, and it means the same thing as one, two, three, four. You get what I'm saying, Sly? But there's uh, certain sets of hidden words that, that are privy to certain people that they can use to unlock certain um, realms of consciousness to themselves even more so easy. And everybody prays, and um, before I go on, everybody prays to, to different deities and different things, but what people have to realize is that you're a source of energy in your, in, in your own self. And there's some people that um, basically through the um, enlightenment and illumination of your own uh, essence, you can become a deification, like how they say that man can become a godlike, okay, like the godhead. But what it is, is that you realize yourself as a source of energy, and there's certain demons or entities, not even demons, but entities, positive or negative. I don't want to just say they're negative or positive. There's both, right? But you can attract them to yourself to take away from yourself so that then they can give you energy. It has to be an exchange. You see what I'm saying? They're not attracted to people who aren't, who aren't, you know, there's no, um, nothing in it for them. You know, it, it it's a selfish exchange. There has to be an energy given and an energy taken. And it's funny because I even test myself sometimes. Oh, is this, is some of the things I'm, I know true and just throw me a sign and then I'll see that sign. And it's happened so many times nowadays. I don't even question it. You know, I'll do it for fun. Like, you know, I'm not talking about hitting the lottery. I wish I had that fucking formula, bro. Okay. I don't know how many people actually are that good, but like, put it this way. When it's a low moon slide, you're more prone to inner, injury in the gym. Okay. So like, I I won't go days back to back to back in the gym when it's a lower moon. Cause I know that I'm more prone to injury. Does That's that make sense? Yeah. That's like even, and, and I never would believe that, but um, I do a lot of pull-ups and I always also feel heavier when it's a low moon. Okay. And, and in a way, let me make this make sense to you. If they say that there's a gravitational pull, right? Like, you know, when the moon is more than moon visible. So I'm assuming that there's more magnetic pull. You actually would feel lighter. Does that make sense? So like when there's less pull, there's less magnetic pull, less gravitational pull, you feel heavier. And that's just, you know, to me, you know, try it out in the gym. If you, if anything else, if you don't think the metaphysical spiritual bullshit is for you, anybody in the chat, if you're a gym person or, or, or anything, or just, you know, see if um, you, you forget things more often or you have electronic problems or any of these things I'm saying are true, but just these small realizations of something like the moon cycle and the, and the, the role it could play in your life if you acknowledge it and these things match up for you, um, that's a, just a piece of knowledge that'll get you that much closer to be, to following the law of reality of the universe and being on a path to enlighten consciousness. Because when things start rolling downhill, like the snowball effect, instead of letting it roll over you, you'll be able to catch it and push the snowball back up the hill. That's the point. That's how you stay on the path. It's with the right knowledge. Okay. So um, 
I don't want to dwell too much longer. I have a little bit here left, and I'm going to talk about mostly about Sir Francis Bacon and his book, The New Atlantis. And you don't have to read the book. You could just go once again to Manly Hall. It's like an hour-long lecture about The New Atlantis. And actually, I'm going to go listen to the rest of it after this. Because, you know, it's been, this stuff's interesting to me. It's almost like once I get into a topic, I just exhaust myself fully. And I'll look into different things. But, um, you know, it, it's enough to make your head spin once again. So, like, what he surmises before I get into Sir Bacon, Manly P. Hall's um, final um, lesson for Atlantis basically is about the lost golden age and about the fall of man and how I said that, you know, the Egyptians were taught and believed were in the form of hell because as a human being, your true great self, your light body is somewhere in a realm that watches over yourself, if that makes sense. If you can only activate yourself, that's the philosopher's stone. That's the key to life. It's the realization that there's something outside of yourself that can assist yourself. That's not that's not a god. It's 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 yourself. It's a form of yourself. So you don't have to look to some uh, demon or some outside entity. You look towards inside yourself. But the original fall of man that was personified and created through Atlantis has to do with the falling of that spiritual into the material world so that you know i'm sure slab you've heard it before we were on the fifth dimension you know and that what do they say there's nine different dimensions right yep, you know yep. it, so they talk about the descent through these different dimensions basically and how i even said you know as a child you're not you don't ask you have no say in whether you're brought here or not you know what i mean you're thought of you know your your parents basically created you through sex magic you know, tantric magic, technically, I mean, we could argue this and that, but at the end of the day, you know, someone was bumping and grinding unless, you know, like you said, the five-year-old little girl, what was her name, Melina or whatever, you know, like immaculate conception shit, barring that, like, that's how you got here. Um, uh, uh, masculine and feminine energy. So basically, though, that's what it had to do with the, the disobedience of law, okay, in Atlantis is what led and the abominations that happened in Atlantis with all this knowledge, they basically went astray and that's why the deluge happened apparently. And I think that has to do with the tale of the Nephilim and um, Zachariah Stitchin's book, but you can get into that. I don't want to pin that correction or excuse me, pin that, um, that story without it being completely true, but I believe they're related. Like, you know, I believe it's all related. So, um, with Sir Francis Bacon, you get into, you know, he was a Rosicrucian, which you could look into the Rosicrucians, um, and his book, New Atlantis. And both Plato's work and Francis Bacon's work is unfinished. And that's one of the other things I wanted to touch on. I don't know if you were aware of that slide. How was like, that? Okay, so the original, you know, epic, it's basically like like Homer, right? Had the epic, the Iliad and the Odyssey. It's basically on that grand scale, you know, in ancient uh, literary texts, it's regarded as wonderful over the ages. But, and then uh, before I forget, I don't know if I dropped this before, but um, www.sacredtext.com, 
that's another thing that uh, another um, library that I've used that I don't know how many countless documents that I've read on there, but they have information sly from um, Zoroastrians to Sikhism. You get what I'm saying from every fringe religion that you I mean, Satanism, agnosticism, atheism, every ism, every goddamn religion you could think of is on there. Christianity, everything. Um, very interesting stuff. And even in one of those books I read, it, you know, I forget off offhand what it was, but it was about the tale of Christianity. And it said that basically that, you know, as I always say, thought is the greatest force, you know, your ability of thought. And that's what, before I forget, thought's name actually meant thought and thought and time. I'm pretty sure in Egyptian, like that's something else Manly P. Hall talked about. But with both Bacon and Manly Manly Palmer Hall, both Bacon and Plato, both works were unfinished, okay? And, And Manly Palmer Hall alludes that basically that's an alliteration for the new Atlantis or this this spiritual concept of the consciousness wave of Atlantis being reborn into people. So the greatest gift, which was in that pyramid, which we spoke of, was the knowledge of self or this um, ability to, um, although what what they say is that you travel along the, the curves, not the angles. If that makes sense, like and that that's a little code speak for you, but that's like what they teach you in these in these different higher levels is that um you you can bend your reality once you learn certain aspects of the law of the Kabbalah, of the you know, the vibration and the magnetic, you know, these different simple things all add up to a, a greater understanding and knowledge of the um material basis of reality and and why things happen the way they do or how you can prepare yourself mentally to um exonerate yourself from the the fetters and the chains of of emotion and and the reality that, that goes on with the struggle of this life basically that's what this is all about so you know in the new atlantis though and we're gonna we can end with this he talks about the lost golden age okay and he speaks about a lot of things, which Manly Palmer Hall basically says that Sir Bacon had to travel with Francis Drake. Okay. That was how he concluded that he got all this secret knowledge besides like, you know, what he might've heard in spoken word or the documents he got his hands on. But he actually was on boats with Francis Drake and saw these different civilizations and things. So he, although he had knowledge of, of old he actually got to go to Peru or got to go to these different places and, and see the um, uh, remnants of these ancient civilizations, which were spread. Like, I don't know if I told you before about the Nazca lines and the different things in Peru that they said had to do with spaceports. You know, if you look into it, that's what they say it was like, you know, um, what, what I want to finish with is this, and, and this is interesting in the book, Sir Francis Bacon's biggest supposition is that the new Atlantis is actually America. Okay. And that their idea for the evolution of consciousness and as a nation, and I'm, you know, this is getting a little corny because, like, there's an American flag right behind me and shit. And I am a 
a patriot. Shit, I love America. I don't, you know, I love it. I love it for um, the freedoms we enjoy, basically, you know. And I'm gonna leave it at that. And the potentiality of 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 what of what we are. But what he basically was surmising is that we have this potential to become so great as a as a um, nation, as a as a conscious collective of individuals, and rise to a certain level. But in the wrong hands, we can end up just like Atlantis. And um, I think we need to be very careful of how we teach our children, um, the things we ingest as we spoke, um, and um, the things we eat, and and actually enacting upon the knowledges we have, like sticking to drinking alkaline water, trying to eat better. Um, if you're smoking cigarettes, don't smoke as much. If you're drinking, drink less, you know? It doesn't have to be a cold turkey thing, but be mindful of the changes that are, are um, within the, the grasp of yourself and, and work towards um, each one, teach one and putting people on a higher path. That's what this Atlantean vibe was all about. That's what Thoth's um, grand scheme was. When you're uniting yourself with your, with your higher, your, yourself and your future, you know, your light body, um, you take on a, a path of, um, Basically, you're on a different spiritual destiny so that those fetters and chains can't affect you as they would if, if you never activated that destiny. And and basically, to wrap things up, that's why Manly Palmer Hall said that the, the, the pyramid with the unattached capstone is on the $1 bill. And it's funny because I said that before that whether you realize it or not, everybody that has a dollar in their pocket takes part in the Illuminati, you know, or is like the symbolism's all around you, bro. So like the more you dwell into these symbols and you learn, oh, why are things that, you know, why are things that way? Well, that's why they are that way. And what does it say on the bottom of that inscription in Latin? E pluribus unum. Of many, Out of many there is one. That's right. So like I'm saying, you have to um, see that this stream of consciousness is all connected. And, and if we're to believe a lot of our founding fathers were Masons, then I'm sure they knew a lot about the things that I'm speaking on right now. And that's all I have for you, bro. Cool. Um, a couple questions. Um, let me find it. Let me find it. Iron Five wanted to know who you mentioned who, who taught or who was Socrates' mentor. Was it Socrates? I think it was Plato. Plato, Plato, Plato and Socrates, yeah. yeah, went hand in hand. But Plato is the one who had the the super long epic, basically, of like the Iliad and the Odyssey about um about Atlantis. And you can actually, and I've read it before; it's very exhausting. But you can actually read it on that sacred text website. It might be kind of hard to find because there's literally, I don't, you know, I hate making plugs of stuff because like i'm the last person trying to make money or anything off any of this shit bro i literally that's why i don't have a a, a channel and i thought about doing it because even my buddy told me man let's make a channel we'll put guns on it and we'll you know you could have your <laughs> your podcast or you know what i mean you could talk yeah. about what you want but it, it would be kind of cool so more and more i'm thinking about it but like i don't you know i just really want to uh 
get some of this off my chest because it helps me. Um, I think that in a, in a way that uh, it's my duty as somebody who looks into these things to to spread the knowledge as much as I can. So like I came to you because, you know, obviously, you know, about the same, a lot of the same stuff I do and we found common ground, but you know, it's something I'm going to think about doing, but like I said, Sly, I'm, I'm just really glad to get on and chop it up with you, man. Yeah. Glad you're here. Um, second question was, uh, what's your take on the uh, TV show, uh, the American gods? So I haven't seen that. You know what I mean? I, I honestly, I, I'm not too up on my, on my TV. Honestly, I do watch that. Um, I watch Jeopardy and Oak Island a lot. Then that's about the, cause like I could have had cable. I just decided not to even have cable spliced into my room. I just literally, you know, I, I only watch DVDs and YouTube. But, Smart man. But, um, I don't know. Have you seen that? Yeah. Seen I, I seen, show? um, season the second, um, Season two, the season finale, and um, yeah, I spoke on it. it's uh, you know, some obviously clearly they they do their homework and they put their own little spin to to the uh, to the gods and whatever and whatnot. Um, you know, I I think it's a good show to practice, um, looking out for certain themes and and narratives when it comes when it comes to the occult. You know, because um, I can't watch anything just for enjoyment. I'm always picking out something, trying to pick it apart and figure out what are they trying to tell us? And did you see that? Did you see this? You know, so, yeah. And I mean, you know, Albert Pike is one of the great Masons that like guy wrote Morals and Dogma. Yeah, that's a great Bible. read. That's a great book. Great book. It, it, and it is. And and um, he used to say, though, that, that to the initiated or the people who, you know, know about esoteric things that the that, that sign is their language. Like, you know, you're speaking on a guy. I I don't know. They said he, I don't want to say 13. He could speak a whole shitload of languages. Mm -hmm. I spoke like 10, 13 languages or something ridiculous like that. But like, um, like I said, these are guys I study just because the wealth of information they provide, like Manly Palmer Hall. I mean, I can't say enough how many, I mean, I I probably watched a hundred hours of the guy's videos that are on YouTube. And I mean, you're talking about, Anything from what I spoke on tonight, the the Atlanta stuff, the um, I mean, he addresses everything. Anything that you can imagine, occult wise. I mean, the guy lived to be like ninety eight or some crazy shit like that. He had a good run for years. Yeah, he he was he was like the wide old the wise old owl type of guy, like the man on top of the mountain to a lot of people. And um regardless of how you feel about their institution and you know how they're tied to different things or whatever you know if you if you don't like masons or you know like there's a lot of right knowledge that the guy you know it's it's just he's dropping gems to you and you could either you know collect them and put them in your satchel or leave them on the ground and walk by you know but like he's an el dorado when it comes to to knowledge to me you know what i mean the guy i gotta listen to which is why I dropped his name so much, you know. I'm sure, it gets redundant, but okay. Uh, final question for tonight: uh, What about the pyramid structures in the Grand Canyon and under the Hoover Dam? Before you answer that, a lot of people have been dying at the uh, the Grand Canyon. People keep for somehow they keep falling over the goddamn edge. Literally, within the last yeah. three weeks, we've had what seven, eight people mysteriously fall over the goddamn edge at the Hoover Dam. I'm at the, uh, the Grand Canyon. But go ahead. 
No, I, it's strange. And and I'm glad that you brought this up because um, one of the parts of my mental magic, I don't know if like how much you know about like, and I'm not going to say that I, I subscribe myself as a Wiccan. If I subscribe myself as anything, excuse me, just when I bring up, you know, certain stuff like that, I, you know, get cut off. But um, I don't know how much you know about the Wiccan and, and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, my but first introduction was um, I was I used to hang with Sully Erna, the the, the front man for uh, Godsmack. And he's a devout, <laughs> he's a devout Wicca, Wiccan. And uh, he's, man, listen, he's cool as shit. His house, you know, he, not if I, not I think about all the, the stuff I see in his house, but he, man, he's the coolest male witch. <laughs> a lot of mirrors, though. A lot of mirrors. Yes. Yeah. So they even, uh, there's a mirror. I don't know if you see that right there with all my Supreme stickers and stuff. But anyways. Yeah, they, they the feng shui, the idea of feng shui, mm-hmm. they're really into feng shui. It's funny, even I, I I like was visiting a buddy in Colorado and he was like, I'm dating this witch chick, man. She got my feng shui right. And there's mirrors like just, you know, I was cracking up because he's like, you know, we're from PA. We're like, there's honkies where I live, bro. Like, you know, mill, mill workies, like mill workers and honkies and stuff. But so like I got I don't want to say I got into Wiccanism, okay, but I I looked into Wiccanism and wizardry and everything involving esoteric magic, okay, slash. So, like, and I don't want to get in too far into it, but, like, so, like, there's a difference between a crucifix, right, and and a cross, like a druidic cross Mm -hmm. or a compass, right? They teach you about the compass, and this is from my own beliefs. And before I go, um, what got me into this was you saying that there was pyramids in the Grand Canyon. I'm going to tell you why all this relates. is because the same way that they're saying that uh, America is the new Atlantis, okay? I'm sure you're aware of all the, um, in, in Washington, D.C., all the building structures set up and how they're aligned. And, okay, and um, Solomon's Temple, I'm sure you know about Solomon's Temple. Mm-hmm. Um, even the Parthenon and, and different things. But, um before I forget, you know, remind me to go back to that on how besides the ley lines and how they have magnetic pyramids in all kinds of different areas in Mexico and all these different places, Japan underwater and a bunch of different areas, even some people say under the ice in Antarctica, it's all it's all related in in a, in a uh, in a system, just the way the pyramids at Giza are aligned with Orion. It's all aligned um, for a reason. And I'm going to get back to that. Don't let me forget. But that's the reason I believe that those pyramids are at the Grand Canyon for the same essence, not only for the balance, but just for the. um, You could bring like a certain grid of energy to certain places. And and, and it's funny because um, I've, I've done this before I did it and you can do it mentally and you could do it physically. And it's weird because um. I hate to go back again, but in 13 Signs Astrology, the guy, the, the Lord, my boy, Ryan Hotep, talked about something that I've done before I knew it was a thing. Like, I did this before he told people to do this or before I've heard this, but he called it Belzoni's Chamber. And then you remember, I told you that they say, in essence, that's a belief that the Earth is like a crystal or a portal so that, that uh, there's different time schedules happening everywhere because it's such a vast place so that uh, the present 
the now and the present isn't the same. You know what I mean? It could, we're both in the same now, but it's a different time. So it's related to that in essence, but you could do it with your, your light body. So I don't want to get too far into what exactly I do and all my mental magic because like, you know, it's a lot to dwell into, but they teach you in essence. And even in this Emerald tablets, all the names and the numbers and you need to do to perform certain magic that, um, and I'm just going to go ahead and say it because, like, I really don't care. This is, like, st stuff that might be sacred to some people. But to me, it's just information, and that's what I do is I share information blatantly because that's what I was put here on Earth to do, I feel. Okay? Um, they teach you that the east is for the air, right? The west is for the water. The south is for fire. And the north is for Earth, where at least that's how I'm caught. Okay? Right. And that basically, you make a circle in your mind mentally – in the in the middle of that circle is you yourself in in the ether, okay, and that's like the fifth element, and that's what you're supposed to mentally focus yourself on the zero point, like that's what what remember I told you guys earlier about how um, the thought avoid thought created and filled the void, and that's from the void. That's how time was created. So this is all. The, the chain re relation going back, this is how when you meditate, they say you reach zero point the easiest way, okay? And besides what I'm telling you with this circle that these Wiccan people believe, there's a, a series of other sets of magical rituals you can do inside that circle. But there's certain shapes and forms, like, and it's funny, they say this, it's one of my favorite parts, because like you said, they throw this all in movies. One of my favorite off-the-wall weird movies was the the desperado with Johnny Depp, right? And he's like the CIA guy. Oh, you get what what slide? He gets his eyes drilled out, right? If that ain't Illuminati for you, I don't know what is. And the other guy had a, his face cut chopped off, right? On the Day of the Dead, right? Dia de Muerte, uh, which you know they had a coup and how there was corruption in that movie. But the funniest part of that whole movie is he's walking through talking to some guy on the phone. He has like a you know chihuahua shirt on and a goofy get up and he says mexico is my beat and i'm walking it my friend i throw shapes and they catch them you know what i'm saying i throw shapes and they catch them so what they say like in the philosopher's stone and the key to life and all this is that in your mind you throw shapes from from your consciousness if that makes sense so you get these curves and through these curves you can connect in your mentality and your consciousness to these ley lines that exist and it's almost like a crystal signal that they built throughout the world to have certain buildings um link to those to those symbols um not only on earth but also in the universe like up and out like how Giza's connected to orion's belt directly there's a reason for all that is what i'm getting at and i think that that the guy who built the coral castle knew the same shit that I'm, you know, telling you basically at this point. Not just the mental magic aspect, but um, magnetic. The yeah, magnetic he used the magnets to build. Yeah, to build a coral. Yep. Yeah. Exactly, but it's uh, this is all related, is what I'm getting at. This information, this type of information, is what enables certain people to do magic. Now, I don't know if that's what makes fucking David Blaine be able to swallow a sword or live in a box for three weeks or not. But what I'm getting at is that that zero point reference and that ability to access it and the keys that they divulge to certain people 
certain initiates, whether you're initiated in the lodge or not, like in your own form or way, you know, like certain people you could, um, you could have a near death experience and like, then you'll, you'll start living a different way. There's reasons for that. You see what I'm saying? Sly? But to answer the guy's question, I don't want to go too roundabout, but what I think about those pyramids that are, uh, in, in the grand Canyon is that I believe that, um, and a long time ago, before the deluge happened, it, or well, maybe not before, but maybe it would have had to been after. But when I think Quetzalcoatl went to, you know, after he helped them as sloth, he went over there as Quetzalcoatl when he helped these people. And what happened was people were privy to this ley line system of magneticism, and it gave the earth a different type of. Uh, um, crystal link grid that gave people uh, an easier way to access that their, their DNA or or to even in like Lucy how they say to access that uh, more than 15% part of your brain that you don't use that lies dormant that's what this stuff has to do with bro in my mind anyways you know good stuff good stuff yeah, I mean, I touched on a lot of stuff tonight, but like that, and I don't want to get too far into my personal beliefs with, you know, what I told you about the compass and different things, but that's the basic, basic, um, you know, the lowest level information on a lot of this. It starts there and it starts with, you know, these different things. You have to um, look into uh, where the abilities or where the ideas of these esoteric or, or these mystery schools came from and how it relates to things. So everybody, you know, I always say like some people believe Jesus was the son of God and this and that, but some people believe he was an ascended master who, uh, you know, some people don't, it was of a story, Caesar Borgia, you know, it's all bullshit. But like, my point is even if in, in tales of Jesus, there's water to wine or uh, loaves and fishes. So you're, you're saying that God's uh, performing miracles, but in a way that's magic. Um, miracles are magic see what i'm saying but um you know i don't want to be on here for too long today bro i wanted to come on and discuss the moon thoth and drop those different ideas on videos and some of the you know weird things that i'm into but like i always tell you guys that just remember nothing's impossible and like i i feel myself that you know love's very important but thought the thought you put into things can shape everything. It shapes reality. And, you know, that's all I have, bro. Either, you know. Oh, that was well said. Very eloquent, my friend. I think we're going to, that's a good, I think that's a good way to end it. I think it, hey, man, I'd like to get on the panel eventually, too, with your boy Nick Timekeeper and somebody other. Dude. Oh, for sure. You guys, you guys chop it up, boy. I, you know, hey, for sure. I, I'm, I'm glad I got to come on the other night, my man. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'll hit him up and uh, yeah, we can make that happen. It's not a problem. Yeah, I like I like you know three or four guys on the panel. We all just talking, talking that shit. You know, I, I no, I'm I'm with it. I'm with it. I, I I'll hit him up and let him know. Oh yeah, but you know, as, as usual, Sly. Um, <laughs> all I got to say is you know just take take your time to yourself to get your rest. You know, take care of number one as I always say. Yes, sir. My man. That's my man. And, uh, hey, peace, y'all. All right. You have a good night, bro. All right, my brother. You take it easy. Yes, sir. Peace. peace. All right. 
Another episode knocked down. I'm sorry I'm being rude. I'm eating sunflower seeds. Forgive me. I'm back in the gym. I'm trying to alter my diet here and there. So it's the snacking. The snacking is the hard part. But yo, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get the, the big dog and we're gonna get Ryan on the panel. We're gonna we're gonna talk that occult shit. So I'm gonna make it I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it happen. Timekeeper. Yeah, I see you, bruh. Let me know when you let me know when you're ready. Um, shout out to everybody in the chat. Like I said, I, I know it's it's less crowded in the chat because this is the backup channel. But like I said, um, inshallah, June 3rd, they're going to take me off punishment and we're going to get this thing bragging like we're supposed to. So shout out to everybody that, that's up with me. Rain, I see you, bro. Um, I'm going to put this on the main page so everybody can get a get a whiff of uh, hopefully glean something out of this, out of, out of tonight's discussion. Uh, with that being said, I'm going to get out of here. At least you wasn't loud with the smack and shut up. I muted the freaking microphone. Ass. (laughs) Ah, Chauncey, what's happening? So, yeah, I'm going to get out of here. Y'all have a good night. Peace. Oh, no. Hey, Tommy, I know you spit that hot fire. Dylan, Dylan, Dylan. (laughs) That's what's up. Y'all have a good night. All right, catch y'all later. Peace.